For as long as I can remember, they've been telling us to enjoy it while they're young, but our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy it? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time to make shift happen. You can be a happy mom. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not a burden. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. And so are you. Come with me. Let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility. Change the effing world together. It's all in the way we choose to see it. I'm so glad you're here, friend. You're listening to Meant to Bloom with Brittany Clarkson. Hey, beautiful friends. I'm back. I hope you all enjoyed the week off to catch up on episode 79. If you did not listen to episode 79, go back and listen to it. Do not skip that one. I don't care if the title doesn't appeal to you. You need to hear it, okay? This is, oh my goodness, okay? Doris Horenstein, Horenstein, Doris, okay? Doris is sharing some major, major, like, mind-blowing information in that episode if you did not hear it. If you did hear it, I would so appreciate if you would let me know what you thought. Um, after you've listened to it, leave something in the reviews about that episode or send me an email or however it is you and I usually chat. Um, get in touch with me and let me know, like, oh my goodness, what was your biggest takeaway from Doris? I think she's absolutely amazing. A Like literal just wealth of wisdom. Um, she really knows what she's talking about when it comes to positive intelligence and stopping the self-sabotage from like on a psychological level. Um, and I'm really excited to have connected with her and to have brought her to you guys and to connected you to her. Um, so definitely if you skipped episode 79, go back and listen to episode 79. Okay. So I have a little bit of housekeeping today. First, I hate that they call it that. Um, so today's episode, we are talking about one of my very favorite Bible verses that I had no idea, like I've loved it since before I knew how it would actually mean something in my life, okay? And before you like check out because you're not a Christian, like it's not a Jesus-y Bible verse at all. So I mean, even if you're not a Christian, like this one's going to apply to you, even if that's not in your belief system. It's a Proverbs, okay? But before I dive into that, I have a few more things I want to tell you about because I really want to make sure that you hear this, okay? Um, I have been collaborating and working with a lot of other creators lately, and I have two things I really want to tell you about today. Um, first up, I have a parenting free resource roundup that I did with a group of other blogging and podcasting gals. Um, and this is just a collection of all of our free, like our top free resources, um, that are going to help you through the parenting journey. Um, <clears throat> so that has things including like decluttering and how to plan, how to goal set. My stressless toolkit is located in there um, and self-care. Uh, so much more too. There's like a handful of other other things in there. Something about like birthday party planning. 
definitely check that out. Those are all totally free resources. All you have to do is exchange your email address to get them mailed to you, okay? Um, and second up is I am, I have contributed and become an affiliate to the Mama Shark Collection. And we have the waitlist open right now. So the Mama Shark Collection, she every quarter about uh, – she curates these huge like online resource collections. And they vary in price value. Um, and I have personally contributed to this one, my quick decluttering course. So it's my quick declutter guide plus several like podcast episodes and other lessons and teachings, um, my decluttering calendar, info on like the toy library and all these types of things. It's all of that like bundled into this quick little bite-sized course um, to kind of kick you in the butt and tell you like, hey, declutter. Let's get this done. I'm in it with you. And then it gives you a quick like 10-minute activities list to do. Um, and so I have contributed that into – I believe it's the bronze package. Um, so check that out. It's called the Living on Less collection that they are going to be selling at the end of this month. Um, so I am linking you the wait list so you'll get information. It is only open for one week. Um to make the purchase of that course. And that's happening at the end of this month. So check that out. Get on that email list so you get information and reminders to, you know, get the collection that you want to get at the price point you want to get it. Um, so check that out because that's it's going to go away by the end of the month. Um, that free parenting resource roundup as well will be linked in my description. And that is also a limited time availability. They will We will continue to offer free parenting resources, but that particular page I'm linking with that particular roundup is going to disappear and be replaced with a totally new one um, in months to come. So check that out. Get on both those wait lists. Go, you know, give out your email. Let's do that. Okay. And a third thing I wanted to chat about. I was very hesitant about this. Um, so my podcasting platform took away um, ads for people who don't meet the Spotify subscriber requirements. So I no longer make any ads commissions on my podcast because I don't have enough Spotify listeners. Unfortunately, only 3% of my listeners are on Spotify. So either everyone go follow me on Spotify and listen so I can get those ads back. Or here's the other option. I have linked a virtual tip jar. So by saying that, I have put my Venmo information for my business account in the descriptions at the end of this. Um, and I was really up in the air about that. I was really hesitant about that because I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable asking for money from my listeners. I hate when people do that. And then I was thinking, you know what? I saw a reel where people were going through Starbucks and they were asking their barista to put a piece of advice on their cup. And sometimes that piece of advice is simply something like you are enough or, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it was simple little phrases like that. And it thought, I thought in my head, like, how much would you tip a barista for writing something sweet like that on your coffee? And it dawned on me. I'm like, it, there's, there's nothing wrong with me opening up a virtual tip jar. No requirements. You don't have to. But I'm letting you know it is there. Um, and I am, I'm open to receiving monetary tips. Uh, if I give some really great advice and you want to partake in that monetary transaction, feel free no shame, no whatever if you don't. Like, it, it is something that's totally new, totally weird to me. Um, but I know so many people in, like, the online influencer world are always, you know, having Patreon accounts and things like that. So I don't know. Um, 
if it can support me to spend more time podcasting and creating for you, then sure, I will open up that possibility. Um, there's also another option regarding this that my podcasting platform allows, and they allow for monthly subscribers. So you can go and sign up to become a um, a supporter of the podcast where you can pay like 3 or $5 a month, and it just like auto pays for you. Um, if you wanted to do that, like I'm not asking you to, I'm not expecting anyone to, but I mean, there's people out there who like to throw out tips, like it's good karma or something. Um, so that's there. And I'm not going to talk about that too much more. Um, let's dive into our episode. So my very, very favorite Bible verse I wanted to tell you about today that has been on my heart and in my life since before I ever knew what kind of meaning it would ever hold for me, okay? Let's get excited for this one, okay? I mean, goodness, could I do a drum roll? Drum roll? Um, I think it would not come off sounding to you the way it would sound to me. So I will not drum roll on my table. You're welcome. Okay, Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when dreams come true, there is a tree of life. There is so much we can unpack on this one, okay? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when dreams come true, there's a tree of life. I found this when I was like 17 years old, just beginning to struggle with depression, have no idea what it was. But that hope deferred makes the heart sick, that spoke to me. When dreams come true, there's a tree of life, it gave me hope. And it wasn't until these last two years that I have seen dreams come true and a tree of life actually begin sprouting in my life. Okay, I got distracted there. Lost my train of thought. I want to talk to you about your dreams and how your dreams matter. Your dreams are important. Your dreams are not too small and they are not too big. This is what I want you to get out of this episode. Your dreams are not too small and they are not too big. Okay, I know there are so many women out there right now your dream is just to be a stay-at-home mom. And you think, well, I can't do that because every stay-at-home mom has so much more going on. Like being a stay-at-home mom isn't enough somehow when it's like, it's one of the most like noble and fulfilling and wonderful and meaningful and impactful things you can do is to pour into your children. You know, I was recently having a conversation with a new friend of mine. Um, She's she's a fellow coach um, in my area, and I was talking to her, and we were talking about, like, this divine feminine awakening that's happening right now where women are remembering their roles, and, like, we're starting to see, like, oh, my goodness, for so long in society, women were treated like these second-class citizens, and, you know, we couldn't vote, and we couldn't have bank accounts, and, you know, so many things we couldn't do, and we can't get paid as much as men, and, like, all these struggles that have we've slowly been etching away at them over the last couple hundred years. And now there's just this kind of awakening happening where we're realizing, wait a second, patriarchy fooled us, um... And it's just like so ingrained to think like, oh, being a stay-at-home mom isn't enough because that's like this narrative that we've been told. And even if we haven't been told it, it was told to, you know, other people for so long that you're never enough that we hold on to it, you know, because it's, it's just, it's in our DNA to initially think that. But the, uh, the comment was brought up that, you know, it's kind of strange that we're expected to raise the leaders of tomorrow but we're never looked to as leaders ourselves. 
So that's some food for thought for you right there. I want you to know, back on track, (laughs) your dream to be a stay-at-home mom is absolutely big enough. Okay, there is so much power in that. I have been struggling lately with this idea of returning to work because I always thought, well, once my kids are school age, I'll probably want to go to work. I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I'll go back to school and get my teaching certification and um, and I'll start teaching once my kids are school age. And now I'm getting up to the point where, hey, my oldest is about to graduate kindergarten. My second is about to start kindergarten this fall. Um, that leaves one more. I can put them in preschool and go back to work. Let's jump the gun. Let's do this. And I was standing outside my kid's elementary school yesterday picking him up. Um, and I was picking him up, up, picking him up early. So it's like school's still going on. And I'm just kind of like watching teachers and students walking by and, you know, like experiencing the environment of being in an elementary school during the day. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I would love to be a teacher. And it's just kind of like a light bulb moment where I realized, wait a second. I already am a teacher to my own children, and I haven't been taking that seriously. I haven't been treating it like a job to be teaching and nurturing my kids. I've just been, you know, forgive the language, I've just been their snack bitch for a while. I kind of forgot and got misguided here, and, you know, it's just opening snacks and breaking up tantrums like I'm a referee and, you know, breaking up the wrestling matches. I mean, like the the two-party tantrums. (laughs) And I just kind of forgot like the whole purpose of motherhood and parenting and child rearing and, you know, raising this next generation of leaders and adults. And I just kind of forgot how powerful my current position is. And so I don't want you forgetting. It's enough if your dream is to be just a mom. But if that's going to be your dream... Don't get caught up in the, you know, being a snack monitor and being the referee and trying to get dishes and laundry done and trying to vacuum and constantly cleaning up the toy mess. Don't get misguided by the daily tasks. Hold close to your heart the purpose of what you're doing, okay? Hold close to your heart, like, the intention of your motherhood, the purpose of your motherhood, the power in your motherhood, all right? If that's your dream, then go hard at it and do it right, you know? Go hard at it the right way. Go hard at the, you know, building character and teaching them things. Go hard on the patience and the calm and the kind, for sure. That's where we're working at right now. We recently got a book about anxiety and, you know, we're in the first chapter of it. It's a book for kids, ages five to nine, Um, it's something about like Harley, how Harley handles his anxiety or something like that. I don't know. It's pretty cute. Um, I can link it totally. I got off Amazon and I'm loving it so far, but as we're reading it, the first chapter is about emotions and I'm sitting here thinking like, guys, I'm in this with you. Um, yeah, mommy struggles with anxiety too. Let's talk about our emotions. Let's give names to these. Let's go through this whole thing together and learn together so that we can be patient and calm and kind because in our house right now, that is like primary focus is kindness. Um, and you know, that stems from what I believe is like the most important thing in our life, which is love, right? If we're not showing love, if we're not feeling love, if we're not being love, 
there's there's an issue that needs to be resolved, right? And any issue you have pretty much boils down to, you know, it severs you from the love. It keeps you from feeling love. It keeps you from acting in love. You know, when you have depression, how loving can you be? When you have anxiety, how loving can you be? I mean, I personally, when I get anxious, like I get irritable. I get snappy. I stop seeing the world from other people's point of views and I see it from this limited scope that's, you know, centered in fear. Where is where is the love? So that being said, Proverbs 32, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when dreams come true, there's a tree of life. When you have a dream in your heart and you're not chasing after it, it's going to make you sick. It gives you depression. It makes you physically sick. All these like chronic illnesses and things like they, it's all linked together. You know, you can go down that Google rabbit hole of how your gut is connected to your mental health, how, you know, your pain tolerance is connected to your emotional state, all these types of things like mind over matter. Come on. Um, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It can literally make you sick. It can make you depressed. When you know there's something you're supposed to go for and you're letting what society might think, I mean, hi, society is like, it's our projection of what we think the world is going to think about us. Have you ever thought about that? Like, what is society? When we think about what society says, what society thinks about us, like, society is not thinking about you. Society, like, barely even exists as you know, a tangible thing. Like, yeah, you can go out and you can survey and you can poll people, but what does what they think about you matter, right? What society thinks about you isn't even something you can measure. So stop blaming your lack of dream chasing on what society is going to think of you, on what others are going to think of you. You be that leader and you go after your dream as small as you might think it is. If your dream is to be a stay-at-home mom, you chase it. You do it. Let it fulfill you. Stop, like, blocking your own joy in this area because you think someone else might think something about it. Okay? That's in, in psychology. We call that a cognitive distortion called mind reading. It's also a little bit of paranoia thinking that, like, everyone else is thinking about you at all. Because honestly, everyone out there is thinking about themselves more than they're thinking about you. I fall into this thought trap too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not here to, you know, thought shame you or whatever. I I speak from experience. I have lived so much of my life, like, hiding away um, because I thought other people might think something about me. And they might think something negative. So I put on this, you know, fake masks and just pretend to be what I think other people want me to be. And honestly, when all when we do that, nobody wins. When you sit there and you like minimize your dreams because you're afraid someone might shut them down, you are not being authentically yourself. Okay? I have been complimented a, hand, a handful of times recently on my authenticity and like how how real I have been with people, which is something new to me. Like if you knew me two years ago, three years ago, I wasn't like this. I was still hiding in my closet, you know. Um, I was wearing masks. I was pretending to be, you know, just this smaller minimized version of myself so that no one could, 
you know, judge the real me. And what I realized was that created a lot of isolation and a lot of loneliness. And once I realized there's other people out there who struggle with the same things I have struggled with, that is when I realized, wait a second, I can't do this anymore. If I'm pretending to not struggle with these things, then I'm telling anyone else in the world who is struggling with these that, you know, they shouldn't be telling them that, you know, oh, you're alone. I don't struggle with that. No, for sure. We all struggle. We all struggle with all kinds of things. You are not alone. You are not, you know, as much as we're told we're one of a kind, you are not the only person going through whatever you're going through. Like, yeah, you are one of a kind as in your total circumstances are unique. There's no one exactly like you, but there's enough people out there who've gone through what you're going through that you're not alone. All right. There are, there's a community out there. There is a village out there. There's a group out there. There is support out there. There are people who've gone before you and already figured this out that you can be learning from. Like you're not alone. And I think a lot of our pride and egotism wants us to think like, oh, we're so special. We're alone. We're the only person who struggled with this. And then that just like isolates you and it, it puts you in this fear state and it keeps you from seeking true community and companionship with others because you think you have to hide that part of you because, oh, no one else has deal- dealt with this. You know, either it makes you throwing yourself a pity party or, you know, whatever it is you think it is. That's why I'm open about things. It's not because I'm confident. This is why I share things. And then, you know, some people see the authenticity and they, they think it's such a like, you know, a reward badge for me or something like, oh, I'm authentic because I'm comfortable with myself or because I'm so confident and I'm not. I am sharing my flaws and my struggles because I don't want to be alone anymore. I'm just sick of like hiding in that closet all by myself. And, you know, pretending like the whole world's out to get me and that no one understands me. Like, I'm not this 17-year-old girl anymore. Um, I understand that other people are going through what I'm going through. And I want that for you. I want to make that very clear. Like, authenticity is contagious. And when you share these darker parts, these ugly parts, these struggles and, you know, whatever it is, it opens the door for people like you to find you. And that's when you get like the closest, the closest new friendships and relationships happening. And it's beautiful to watch those bloom, right? So let's, speaking of bloom, tree of life, let's move into that portion. All right. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when dreams come true, there's a tree of life. What do trees do? Okay, this is like, this is my life now. (laughs) Just this tree growing, plants blooming, okay? I went from this place of total like, I felt like I was in a really dark place when, you know, my hope was deferred and I didn't know what my dream was. But once I started like pursuing this dream, okay, and what's my dream? Guys, it's this right here at the podcast. Um, I didn't know it was going to be in the form of a podcast because I really just never liked talking to people. I always hated my own voice. Um, So it's just still incredible that I'm here doing this right now because it's not what I ever imagined I'd be doing Um, for real, okay? But I was in that dark place and 
I felt like I was buried. Okay. And you might be there too right now where you feel so overwhelmed and buried in the chaos and the like feeling defeated. Like there's no way I'm going to climb out of this hole. And you know, that's, that's, this is where I love visualizing myself as a seed. That was my seed time. That was when I was being planted. And then what do you do? What, what does a seed do once it's planted? Does it just immediately bloom? Does it grow? It grows down first. It puts those roots down. The roots are the first part of that seed to break through and grow and, you know, gain strength. Grow your roots. This, this inner work of realizing, like, you are capable and you are worthy. Even before you know what your dream is and what you want your life to look like or, you know, what it's going to look like, those roots start to grow before you even realize what kind of a plant or a flower or a tree you are. The roots grow deep first. The inner things start to happen that no one else can see. And then you start to rise up. Then you start to break through the soil and the dirt and the crap that's been fertilizing you this whole time. And then you keep growing and you enjoy that sunshine. You get your water. That's when you start to bloom. You grow into a mighty tree or a fruit tree or a rose bush or a flower, whatever it is you you were like envisioning for yourself. You don't know until after you start to grow what you're going to be, right? But when, when you start to realize your dreams and you start to walk towards them, even if you don't know exactly where you're supposed to be going, you've got to start moving your feet, okay? I believe that so wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I believe so. so wow. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, yeah, you see, this is why I never thought I'd be a podcaster because I fumble over my tongue, my words and my tongue. I have a tongue tie, like a literal tongue tie in my mouth that was unrevised as a baby. We didn't know about those in the early 90s. Like, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't revise your child's tongue tie. It's not the end of the world. They can still go on to become a podcaster. Um, I hope you're laughing with me and I'm not just laughing at myself. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> I totally forgot even what I'm saying. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when it dreams come true, there's a tree of life. Start moving your feet towards your dreams. Even if you don't know what direction to go, even if you don't know what the path holds, you have to start walking if you want God to guide your path. That's what I was trying to say. Okay? You can sit there and try to set your direction all you want, but you have to start moving if you're ever going to get anywhere. Okay? That is everything I really, really wanted to share with you. Oh, a little bit more. We talked about your dream being too small, but there's no dream too big either, okay? Your biggest, wildest dreams, break it down into smaller steps. Hit one milestone at a time, okay? Everyone out there you see that's like living these big dreams out, you know, um, you know, with their fancy 100,000 followers on Instagram and all that, they started little too. Okay, you missed the whole like first eight chapters of their story. Don't compare where you are to where they are and then get discouraged. You have to compare where you are to where they were like five years ago. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for hanging tight with me. I love you. Don't forget to check out in the description below the freebie resource, um, the free parenting resources Roundup and the Living on Less collection. You're going to want to get on that wait list and find out everything that's in those things. 
Um, seriously, it's going to make your mom life so much easier. And that's what I'm all about, right? Love you, friend.